Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome to episode 133 of the Girl Means Business Podcast. Today, we're talking all about how to blackout proof your business. But what does that mean? Well, I'm sure all of you noticed last week when Instagram and Facebook had their blackout and everybody was freaking out. Well, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people were freaking out about what's happening. Why is this happening? What's going to happen to my content? How can I get my work done if I don't have access to Facebook and Instagram? And for a lot of people who are relying on social media for their business, it was a bit of an eye-opener. So I want to talk today a little bit about what that blackout could teach us about our business and how we are utilizing these incredible tools we have available to us. Now, a few days ago, I posted on my Instagram about just how much we tend to take social media for granted. I think we have become so accustomed to being able to just hop on Facebook and post something or go into a group and share content or ideas or get feedback or go into our Instagram stories and have connections with our audience that we forget just how fortunate we are to have these free platforms. Now, on the flip side, I hear a lot of people complaining about social media for their business. They feel frustrated They feel overwhelmed. They feel like that is this necessary evil that we need to have in our business in order for us to grow. And yes, that is true. It is sort of this necessary evil. However, it is such an incredible blessing that we are building businesses in a time when we have access to this global community for free. Think about that. You have access at any moment to the entire world at your fingertips for free. I remember being a kid and my mom trying to promote things in their business and they would have to take out ads in a paper or sell, you know, or buy ad space um, on like menus at a restaurant or in the yellow pages. And you were limited to who you could access immediately within your area. The idea of having this business or this brand that reached beyond kind of your city limits was reserved really for these larger corporations. And the idea of a global company just was unfathomable for a small business owner. But now with the invention of social media, we have this incredible ability to open up something on our phone, share a photo, share a story, share a video. And it has the potential to reach somebody on the other side of the globe in a matter of seconds. It's crazy. And we don't have to pay a dime for it. Now, I know that there are paid options. You pay for ads and things like that. But I'm just talking about the day-to-day use of the fact that you can post something and in a matter of moments for zero cost to you, you can reach this tremendous audience. It is really mind-blowing when you think about it. And I don't want us to take for granted this incredible platform that we have in order to grow our businesses because 
If we were living in any other time period, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, this would not be an option for us. And a lot of us, those of you listening to this and myself included, we would not be in the position that we're in right now. I would not be able to have the opportunities in the businesses that I have if it weren't for social media. So yes, it is frustrating. It is overwhelming. It is phone throwing and stress inducing at times. It is all those things, but it is also this incredible platform we are given and this incredible opportunity we have to reach huge amounts of people. So we can be both things at the same time. We can love it and we can hate it. Now, what I thought was really interesting was when Facebook and Instagram were down for the day, I feel like the majority of people kind of fell into two camps. There were those people who were kind of panicking. They're like, what am I going to do? I am I'm in the middle of a launch or I've got to post this thing or I had this whole schedule and now my schedule's thrown off and how am I going to reach my audience and what about all the, the things I had planned for today? And then you had the other half who were like, oh, thank God it's a break. I don't have to put up with Instagram today. I don't have to deal with posting today. I don't have to deal with social media today. I can just enjoy my day. And maybe you fell somewhere in between there. For me personally, I enjoyed it. I thought to myself at the beginning, okay, I'll walk you through kind of my mental process for this day. At first I thought, okay, it's just, it's my phone. My phone is being ridiculous. It does this sometimes. It's it's dying basically. So I was like, okay, it's just my phone or maybe my internet's down or whatever. I got on my laptop, wouldn't work on my laptop. I was like, okay, something's going on. I refreshed a few times and I was like, eh, I'll check again later. And I wasn't too worried about it. I knew I had a schedule I was trying to to stick to. I knew I had content to post that day. But in my mind, I think I was more worried about missing out on something. Now, this is the Enneagram 7 in me coming out in full force. As an Enneagram 7, I have FOMO big time. And so for me, a big part of social media is that fear of missing out on something. It's okay if everybody's on social media and these things are happening and everybody's moving along the path and I'm not today, then I'm missing out and I'm going to fall behind. And that's not, that's not true. That's just the story I tell myself in my head. But once I realized that Instagram and Facebook were down across the board, I had this sense of relief because I was like, oh, nobody can get on Instagram and Facebook today. So we're all on the same boat and okay, I'm good with that. Like as long as I don't feel like I'm falling behind or I'm missing out on something, then I can get on board with this. And I was able to get other things accomplished in my day. I was able to send out emails to my list, which we'll get to all that in a few minutes. But I honestly kind of enjoyed the break. Now, did I miss being able to go on Instagram? Yes. I missed it for a couple of reasons. I missed the community that I have there. I have some amazing, amazing people on Instagram that I get to chat with on a regular basis. I love seeing their stories. I love seeing their content. I just enjoy the community I have on Instagram. And a lot of you are probably a part of that community. And you are I've missed that. When I don't have access to you, I miss that because this podcast is great, but it's a one-way conversation a lot of times. It's just me right now sitting in a room, staring at my microphone, talking to you, but I can't see you and you can't talk back to me. Whereas on social media, we can have this conversation back and forth kind of thing. 
And so I missed that. And I miss being able to go into Facebook groups that I'm a part of and find answers to questions that I had. You know, I was working on some website stuff and I had a, a question I couldn't find the answer to. And I thought, oh, I'll just hop over into the Facebook group. It wasn't there. So not only did I enjoy the break, but it was also a bit of an eye opener of just how much I enjoy social media. So would I want it to be gone for good? No. But am I? It, am I glad that I had the day off from it for that one day? Yes. It was a nice little bit of a break where I didn't have to worry about or have that FOMO of everybody else is on social media and I'm missing out on something. Okay, so let's get into the topic of this episode, which is how to blackout proof your business. Because one of the things that I saw a lot of people chatting about and I got on once Instagram and social media or Instagram and Facebook were down, I headed over to Clubhouse. I was like, oh, now I can go over to Clubhouse and I can join some conversations there. And of course, all these rooms were talking about, you know, Instagram and Facebook. And I got into some of these rooms and I was listening to some people kind of complain or, or share their concerns about building a business on Instagram because or Facebook you know, you have all of these influencers that we see and they have built an entire business around a social media platform. They need Instagram and Facebook and TikTok in order for them to make money. That's how they, that's how they run their business. It's all kind of based on this one platform. And that is a scary business model to have because if your entire business model is built on one platform, and that platform isn't something you have control over, then you don't have control over your business. And I think that that was one of the biggest realizations that a lot of people started having was, oh crap, I've built this business around this thing that is not in my control. And and if you don't have control of your business, then that's a scary place to be. So I wanted to share this episode and talk a little bit about some ways that even if you're not relying on Instagram or Facebook solely for your business, obviously we're all using it in some form or fashion to help reach a larger audience. But what are some other ways that we can ensure that if for whatever reason, Instagram or Facebook goes down or maybe not even that big of a deal, but you have a glitch in the system and you lose your whole account or your account gets shut down for some reason. I've heard horror stories that's happening all the time of people losing their account or getting locked out of their account for random reasons, whether it's because it was a glitch on Instagram's part, it was a glitch on your part, it was, you know, you violated a policy, you didn't realize you were violating, There's or someone reports you, for, there's so many things that are out of your control that I wanted to talk about some of the things that were a little bit more in our control. So let's start with my six blackout proof your biz tips here. And number one is to not put all of your marketing efforts in one basket. Now you've probably heard the saying before, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And this is exactly what that is. We have this phrase, you know, diversify your portfolio when it comes to investing. And I like to say diversify your marketing efforts, because if you are putting all your marketing efforts into one thing, then you are relying on that one thing solely. And if that one thing goes away or stops working for you, what are you left with? Now, those of you that have listened to this podcast for a while 
are probably thinking, but Kendra, you tell us not to spread ourselves too thin to focus on where our audience is. And yes, that is true. However, your audience is probably in more than one place. And so I want you to find a nice little balance of you're not spreading yourself so thin that you're doing everything. You know, you're not trying to be great at Instagram and great at Facebook and great at Twitter and great at TikTok and Pinterest and SEO and email marketing and all these things. But you are at least having a presence in the places where your audience is. So for example, for me, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I have a Pinterest account. Um, I don't really do Twitter. I don't really do TikTok. I have a TikTok page, but I rarely post to it. Um, I, I have an email list. I have a website and I optimize my SEO. These are all things that I'm doing on a consistent basis to help kind of spread the love, but I'm primarily focusing majority of my energy on Instagram. And so the nice thing is, is that when Instagram went down, I wasn't just kind of left going like, what do I do? I had these other things working for me. So think of it like your five senses. You know, you always hear people say, if you lose one sense that the other ones kind of step up and become stronger. And it's funny because I was recently looking online for restaurants. I'm getting ready to go on a trip for my 40th birthday. And I was looking for places to go eat that were kind of a fun experience. And they had this one restaurant that was dying in the dark. And so they take you into this restaurant and it is pitch black and they serve you dinner and you cannot see at all. And they were talking in the descriptions about how like it's this sensory overload because it's like you can't see anymore. So your taste and your smell and your, and your hearing all become like super sensitive. And so things taste better than they normally would because you're not able to you you know rely on your vision to see what it is that you're eating. And it's the same thing with our marketing. When you take away one thing, you know, when you take away Instagram or Facebook, then these other things that you have in place, these other marketing efforts can then step up and take that spot if they need to. So when you diversify your marketing, you're kind of creating little safety nets for yourself. And obviously you need to, you know, spend time on each of those building up those safety nets. But the nice thing is they're there if you need them. And hopefully if you don't, they're just kind of this extra little marketing strategy that you have in place. Number two is one of my favorite things to talk about. And that is build an email list. Build an email list, people. You've heard me say it. I talk about it in several episodes. If you go back to episode, I believe it's 19 and and episode 29, I talk a lot about building an email list. I'm sure there are other episodes I can't think of right at the moment, but those are the two that kind of get you going on how to start an email list and how to create a lead magnet. The reason why email list is so important, guys, is you own your email list. With social media, you don't own your following. So if Instagram shuts down and you lose all your followers, There is no way for Instagram to go, oh, here are the people that were following you. We're going to give you those follows back. They're not going to do that. So if your account is shut down or there's some kind of weird glitch or the whole thing crashes, you've lost that following that you've built up. But if you take your social media following and you turn them into your email list, you're pushing them towards your lead magnets and you're getting them on your list, then you are going to have an email list that you own you own that list of email addresses and names. So if you switch platforms, that list goes with you. You can export that list at any time and have it 
as a backup so that if something happens to your email account, you have that list as a backup. It is yours to own. It is also a great way to have conversations and build relationships with your audience. Social media is the cocktail party where you meet them. The email list is where you build the relationship. It's the coffee date you go on afterwards. I say that all the time. You are meeting people on social media, but if you really want to build relationships, you need to move them over to your email list. Also, guys, think about it. What's one of the first things you do in the morning? You check your email. And so whereas with social media, if I post something at 7 a.m. in the morning, but you don't get onto Instagram until 10 o'clock in the morning, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to see whatever it is that I posted because it's so far down the list that it's not even registering on your account anymore. It's been hours. But if I send you an email at 7 a.m. and you don't check your email till 10 a.m., that email is still sitting in your inbox. You are going to lay eyes on it. Even if you just delete it, at least you've laid eyes on it. You've seen my name. You've seen my subject line. I am staying front of mind, even if you don't open that email. Now, obviously, you want people to open your emails, and there's all types of tips and tricks for that. But in general, having an email list is a really great sort of, you know, safety net, as we said earlier, for your business. Now, if email list doesn't always sound like something you're interested in, maybe you're like, oh, it's really outdated. Nobody's using email or nobody, you know, none of my audience are email openers. Having an email list is still good. However, the new quote unquote new email list is to build a text list. So this is where you are now collecting people's phone numbers and you are sending them text message marketing. Now, I personally am not a fan of text message marketing because I don't want to receive text messages every day from people trying to sell me stuff. I reserve my text messages for my family, my friends, my you know coaching clients that I am connecting with on a regular basis. I want to preserve that space. However, I have seen some businesses use text message marketing really, really well. They use it as a way to really connect and have conversations with their audience. So you have to know your audience best and decide, is an email list, is a text list, what's going to work best for my audience? Kind of maybe test them out both or, or poll your audience and ask them what they like. I think that's the best thing you can do to figure out what marketing strategies are going to work with my audience is ask them. Go on your Instagram stories and create a poll or create a survey you send out or go into Facebook groups you're a part of and ask them, you know, if they're interested in one or the other. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. 
Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. All right, number four. So we've had not to put all your marketing efforts in one basket, build your email list, create a text list. And number four is to utilize your website. Guys, I think the website is one of the most underutilized tools we are seeing in business right now. My website is my home base. It's kind of where everything lives. You can find my podcast episodes there. You can find all my links to my social media. You can get in touch with me. You can see like resources I have available for you. Anything that's new and up to date is going to be on the website. And so I think when Instagram and Facebook went down, a lot of people started realizing like, oh, but if I can send people to my website, then everything I need can be there. And website's a great way to drive traffic to your business. I mean, if you are building up your SEO and you're utilizing platforms like Pinterest to drive traffic back to your website or to share blog content or free offers that you have or podcast episodes or YouTube videos that you have, that's a great way to build a presence online. So that when someone goes and searches for your, you know, something related to your keywords, you pop up. So we think a lot about like Instagram and Facebook as being, well, that's how people are going to find me. Well, with my photography business, 95% of my clients find me on a Google search. And so if I didn't have my website, if it wasn't up to date, if it didn't have all my latest information and pricing and how to contact me, I'd be missing out on a huge opportunity. So reevaluate where you're at with your website. Are you updating it? Is it optimized? Are you keeping it relevant? Are you, do you have all your links on there so they can find you in other places? Don't sleep on the fact that your website can be a huge client generating machine for your business if you are using it correctly. All right, number five is to utilize other community apps. Now, a couple of community apps that I like, um, I will obviously one of them was down as well, but WhatsApp, I use that one a lot to keep up with different groups of people that I'm talking to or working with. Um, I utilize Slack. So I'm in a coaching program and we use Slack to keep in touch with each other and to ask questions and share content and things like that. And so when Instagram and Facebook were down, I went over to my Slack channels and I started connecting with people that way and having conversations there. I know that there are other platforms. I think one of them is called circle.so or circle.io or something like that. But it is a uh, community platform where you basically can build similar to like a Facebook group, but it's not on Facebook. So there are a lot of options. If you really want to build a community outside of Facebook or Instagram, there are other community apps that you can look into that could just be for your, you know, your brand. You could even hire somebody and design your own community app. There is a company I've worked with before. Um, It is called... Disciple Media, sorry, totally just blanked on that for a second. And they will help you to build a community app where it allows you to have sort of all the features that you have inside of a Facebook group, but it is on your own app platform. And so there is no social media connection to it. It's not connected to Facebook or Instagram or any of those things. It's its own entity. So if you wanted to put in the time and the effort to build your community off social media, you could definitely do that. It's similar to like, building an email list or a text list. 
you're going to have to put in the time and energy to get people into that community piece. All right, number six, kind of the last thing I'm going to mention here as far as how to blackout proof your biz, because this was a concern that I had when Instagram and Facebook went down. One of the thoughts that crossed my mind is what's going to happen to all of my content? What if I have put in all these years of content and built sort of this resource library of an account for my audience? And what if something's happening and all of our content is being lost? Then what am I going to do? What if I have to start over from scratch? So there's a couple ways that you can back up your social media content. So once Instagram and Facebook came back online, this is the first thing I did on Instagram. And the way that you get there on Instagram, and I'm not sure for Facebook, other options, but on Instagram, you go to your profile, you click the three little, you know, the hamburger bars in the top right corner, and then you go into uh, settings, and then you go into security. And down at the bottom under data and history, you'll see access data, download data, all those things. If you click on the download data, it says that we'll email you a link to a file with your photos, comments, profile information, and more. And then you put in your, they have your email address and you can request a download. And it will send you a copy of your data so that you have it all backed up. Now, one of the things that I like to do just as a safeguard for myself and because I like to repost really good content sometimes and not have to go searching for it is I've created a board inside of Asana, which is sort of the project management tool that I love. And it's just called social media content and scheduling. And in there, I have a column for each of the topics that I talk about or share about on social media. So I I might have a column for social media tips. I have a column for branding. I have a column for, you know, kind of mom life things. And each time I create content that fits within those little columns, I put it in there. So if I go into Canva and I create a graphic, or if I go in there and I create a carousel, or maybe I've created a video for a reel, I drop it inside the little column, inside a little, you know, card, a little, basically a box inside the column. And I have all the details in there. So it's like if I have a caption, if I use hashtags, I, I, I put it all into Asana. And it's going to be once, you know, as time goes, there's never really an ending point, but it's going to become this library of content so that I don't always have to reinvent the wheel. I can go back and I can have the content I've already shared that's done really well. I can just revitalize it a little bit, maybe add a new graphic to it and repost it. But the goal, the goal of all of this is that I don't have to worry about if Instagram goes away tomorrow, losing all of that great content I had. It's going to be all kind of backed up on my own end inside my Asana account. So that's another way that I'm kind of helping to, you know, blackout proof my business is I want to make sure I have a copy of all the things that I'm creating because you never know when you might need to use it again, or you might want to turn it into, repurpose it into a blog post or a video or a podcast episode or whatever it is that you want to do. But having that backup of that is going to be really, really helpful. And the nice thing with Asana is you can go in and you can search keywords and you don't have to go through and like scroll through all of this content. You can search and it will just pull it right up for you. All right, guys. So those are a couple of ways for you to blackout proof your business. So hopefully this gives you some ideas, some thoughts. Maybe it's just reaffirming some things that you're already doing in your business that you're going, oh, good. Okay. I'm doing, I'm doing good. I've got these things in place. If not, maybe it's kind of motivation for you to to really get some safety nets in place for your business and not spend 
all of your marketing efforts on social media. It's a love-hate relationship. We all love it. And at times we all hate it, but it is a really valuable tool for our business. We just have to be really careful and smart about how we are using it and the content we are sharing. All right, guys, that does it for this week's episode. Next week, I'll be coming to you from Las Vegas, celebrating my 40th birthday. I am nervous, scared, excited, all the things, but it's going to be really exciting. And I've got a fun episode planned for you for next week. So make sure you come back here and tune in next week and help me celebrate the big four. Until then, I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.